So I've been on a series, and the series that we've been looking at has been called Reset. Now, when do you want to reset your computer? When do you typically think about resetting your computer? When it's not working right. So Friday, I was trying to save my sermon. My computer wasn't working. So the first thing I did was reset my computer. Why? Because when we're ready to engage in the purpose of the computer, we want to make sure things are flowing well. And so today, this is a Sunday that I love. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year, not because of Valentine's Day, but because it's an opportunity for us, the body of Christ, to engage in the purpose we were made for. I love the thought of, uh, of this day and, and the simplicity of the outreach that we're, we're doing. And, and so just like a computer, we've gone through a reset. We've talked about resetting ourselves when it comes to sin and the effect of sin in our lives and the reality that we don't want that, that sin application to continue to run in the background and affect us. We've talked about watching what's our, our word. The power of life and death are in our tongue and, and resetting what our word is our words are saying. And we've talked about our eyes and, and what we're seeing and the perspective, the kingdom perspective that God has for us. And that we need to see things in what God is doing, not necessarily what's before us. We're resetting ourselves. Why? For a purpose. If we reset ourselves just to continue to function, then what's the point? I mean, if I just reset my computer just to reset my computer, what's the matter? But we're resetting ourselves, why? So we can accomplish the purpose that God has set before us. Acts chapter 1 talks about this this purpose. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. It says, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John, he baptized you with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 6. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are we at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And I love this verse because really, when this was written, we are absolutely the ends of the earth from where they were talking. It applies to us. This applies to where we're at today. We're pretty far from Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. We're the ends of the earth. That's the point we're living in. And God, the purpose that I want to talk about, the the, the application that I want us to engage this morning on our computer is the call to be a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God has called you and I. I will say this is absolutely the purpose of In which you were created for. You are called to be a witness. And sometimes we hear the word witness and it becomes frightening. Because there's been a lot of people who are witnesses, but they weren't authentic witnesses. They weren't genuine witnesses. They were just recounting something, but they didn't know why they were saying it. In these verses, what are we witnessing? Your witness is connected to what you experience. What was the instruction? Before you witness, wait. Wait, because there's an experience 
that's coming. And when that experience comes, when you experience the power that comes through the Holy Spirit, you will be a witness. Now, if I were a lawyer, I'm not, I'm a pastor, and I were presenting a case. Let's just say there was a car accident on, on Annan, okay? And I, and, and I was presenting a case about that car accident. What kind of witness do I want? A good one, yes. I want an eyewitness. I don't want someone who heard from someone who heard from someone whose aunt saw what happened. I want someone who witnessed the accident. Who saw the vehicle come through the stop sign. Who heard the tire screech. Who watched the the metal crunch. Why? Because there's power in a witness that is experienced, that experienced it. And I believe as God is calling us to be his witnesses, what are we witnessing? What are we, what are we talking about? What does a witness share when they're on the stand? They call it their testimony, right? That's their account of their experience. Your testimony is powerful and effective when it's an account of your experience. You don't need to share my testimony. It's just words. You need to share the experience that you've had with God. It's your experience. It's your testimony. It's your first-hand account of what God has done in your life. And I will tell people, sometimes we talk about uh, testimonies or sharing our faith. And it's frightening for some people. And uh, the simplest way I can share it with you is just share what God has done in your life. People will argue with you about Scripture. They'll argue with you about the authenticity of the word. They'll argue with you about what is said. But what they can't argue with is what you've experienced. And they can tell you you're wrong, but you know. And your most powerful witness is your encounter. It's what God has done in your life. We're called to the purpose of witness. This is not working. In Luke 24. Got it. He told them, this is what was written. The Messiah will suffer and will raise or will rise from the dead on the third day in repentance. And, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Now this was the disciples on the road to Emmaus, the ones that were confused and without hope. And this is what Jesus said to them. You're going to be witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay until the city, and you've been clothed with power from on high. Because of their encounter with Jesus Christ, he's going to use them to share with others. I'm going to pause and pray. Father, I thank you this morning for this word. And I thank you for what you're accomplishing in this place. And I ask God for your anointing in this room. For the will of God to be accomplished in us and through us. For us, God, and for our ears, for our hearts, for our minds, as we talk about the purpose that you've set before us, I pray you illuminate to us what we need to hear. I pray you speak to our hearts, God, what we need to know. So that we can accomplish, Father, the purpose you've set before us in Jesus' name. You know, there's a story about this in, in, in Scripture um, a story that that kind of shows this principle. I know it's pretty basic, but it's in Luke chapter eight. And in Luke chapter eight, uh, there, there there was a man. Jesus comes to the town of the Gerasenes in Luke chapter eight, and there's a guy that greets him. Do you know who greets him when he gets off the boat? 
I mean, we all like to be greeted when we get off the boat. It's a guy that's possessed by demons who's been living in the tombs. That's where he lives. He's a homeless dude, possessed, probably doesn't smell good, probably doesn't look good, probably doesn't talk good. That's his welcome party. And Jesus looks at that man, and this man is going to have a testimony to share because Jesus looks at him and he casts the demons out of this man. It was multiple demons, a legion of demons is what they called it. This is the story where they go into the pigs and the pigs run over the cliff and they die. That's the story that we're in. The people of the town are so freaked out by what just happened, they ask Jesus to leave. It's like off the boat, on the boat. I mean, we're done, we're here, we're gone. I mean, that's what, what happens. And this man comes to Jesus and he's basically asking Jesus, what, what do I do? Like, what, what, what now? Can I follow you? What should I do? He says, return home and tell how much God has done for you. That is the simplicity of your testimony. Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. It's just that simple. We've had too many people that were witnessing something they never experienced. We've let witness become, become some program or process, but the reality of witness is just to simply go and tell how much God has done for you. He said go home. Well, the man didn't really have a home. I guess the town, right? And where did he go? He didn't just go to his house and tell his mom and dad. He went all over town. There's power in your witness. Your testimony is powerful. Psalm chapter 71 says, My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long. Though I know not how to relate them all, I will come to you and I will proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me. And to this day, I declare your marvelous deeds, even When I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who will come. You're called to be a witness. I'm hoping that this morning, that this week, that that this season, we can engage in the call to be a witness. Billy Graham, a quote from Billy Graham. He said, The unbelieving world should see our testimony lived out daily because it just may point them to the Savior. Truly, that's the purpose of our witness. That's the purpose of where we're at, is to be able to point people to our Savior. Why roses? Why Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day is a day about love. Valentine's Day is a day where, where hopefully you've told your spouse or you've heard from your spouse, I love you. Some people get cards, some people don't. Some people get candy, some people don't. Some people, whatever. But I remember our kids, school, right? Valentine's box. Anyone else dress out over what a certain girl wrote on a Valentine on Valentine's Day? You know what I'm talking about? Or a certain boy? Like, we just wanted to be acknowledged. And then you get the one that, like, like, you're a good friend. Oh, crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't what I wanted this to say. 
The stress that comes with this holiday, the thing that we've created, everyone wants to be acknowledged on Valentine's Day. Truly, they just want to hear it from somewhere, from someone, that someone cares for them. And what if we just heard about a God who loves us? I share this testimony probably just about every Valentine's Day because it's so profound. I used to go buy them Valentine's with my youth group, the cards, the silly ones that say silly sayings. And then I would write on the inside of them that they were from God. And we'd take our youth group around to like Walmart and we'd stand outside of Walmart and the kids would hand Valentine's the people was there walking inside and there was a guy with a pork I mean like a 13 year old kid is talking to this guy who's got tears in his eyes you know he's like a 65 70 year old man who hasn't received a valentine since his wife died and he said the first valentine I've received since my wife died was one from God I'm telling you that's a testimony that's a witness We live in a community where people need to hear about the love of God. We live in a place where there's people in our lives who need to know that God absolutely loves them. And that's the application of today. That's the program that we get to engage today. We've gone through the reset so that in this moment, this day, now guess what? It's negative, stupid degrees outside. There's snow on the road. There's not a lot of people here. And I've got 125 more roses showing up tomorrow. Now look around. That's a lot of roses. But there's even more that need to know his love. A few years ago, are you going to get that? You're going to play that music, Irene? Thank you. A few years ago, I shared this story and I just want to share it again because, you know, we set a witness. Now, I'm going to solve a question for you. As you hear the music playing, some of you might say, what's that music from? And I'll just say it's the greatest love story with Andre the Giant. That's where it's from. So if you can recognize that, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Just let it be cool music in the background. If you recognize it, I didn't want you thinking, what is this from? Because I said a witness recounts their experience. And maybe, just maybe, you need to experience the love of God. Maybe the words to this can, can resonate with your heart in what God needs you to hear this day. This is a Pastor Steve. I wrote what I called Our Love Story. It said so many around us are looking for love. But what is love? I mean, where do I find love? How do I feel love? But the truth is that God, He is love. You know, to tell this love story, I have to start with God. His nature, the very thing that people are longing for, were created in His image. And in us, 
is a desire to experience love. In us is, is a desire to experience God, but, but there's so many times we haven't felt His love. We don't comprehend it. I mean, how do we see love? Love is an emotion. It's a feeling. We can't see it. We see the effects, but not love. But God is love. He is love. And His desire is that we would see His love. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. That while you and I, we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loves us. He loves us enough that He was willing to demonstrate it. You know, demonstrating love has not always been the easiest thing for Pastor Steve. When I was a youth pastor and Tam and I were dating, PDAs were bad. Public displays of affection weren't good. God was never ashamed of me. God has never been afraid to claim me. While I was still a sinner... He demonstrated His love for me. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. God. That's the maker of everything. He demonstrated His love by giving me His Son. The only thing that stands... What kind of love story is this? What kind of love story is it when a billionaire gives up $100 for his wife? But God demonstrated his love by giving the very most valuable thing he had. The most valuable possession he owned. He declared his love for me. This is how God, how he showed his love among us. He sent him. His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's the plot of this story. That God loves us. He loves us so much, He demonstrated it by giving His Son. The only thing that stands between us and His love is the reality of sin. That's sin that separates us from, his, from Him today. It's sin that can separate us from Him tomorrow. It's sin that can separate us from Him for eternity. And God despises sin. He despises it because it hinders our ability to receive His love. So He went to the greatest extreme to see the power of sin and death defeated in our lives. I... Me, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, there's a punishment for my sin. There's a punishment for your sin and that punishment is death. That's eternal separation from God. But God loves us. He gave us Jesus Christ who emptied himself. To the point up, he, he gave everything, every right up, and was obedient to die a criminal's death on the cross. You see, there's no greater love that has no one than this than to lay down one life 
for one's friends. And this is how we know what love is. So Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Never before, never again will there be such a great display of love. We know. I mean, I know Jesus loves me because he demonstrated it in the greatest possible way by, by dying on Calvary to pay the price for my sin. To take the punishment that was owed to me, to us, so we could see the extent of his love. You know, in life, love is offered, but love has to be received. Love has to be demonstrated. The song is being sung, but I have to choose to accept it. I confess, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ loved me by accepting his love, by receiving what he's offering. I received eternal life. But that's not the greatest reward. I get to experience the love of the Almighty. I get to know God. I get to know love. He says, now remain in my love. God's inviting us to find refuge in Him. God's saying, stay here with me. His love, it's it's incredible. His desire is for you and I to remain in Him. He promises the one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and I will show myself to them and we will make our home with them. God's love for us is so great, He desires intimacy with us. His love for us isn't distant, it's not shallow, but He desires to make His home with us. You know, as we remain in Him, He shows Himself to us. He makes his home with us. We can discover more and more about his love. Just understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He's a faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. His love is unfailing. We can trust in His love. God knows us. He knows our struggles. He knows we will wrestle with the sinful nature. He knows at times we'll fail. But His love, it's unfailing. He's not going to stop demonstrating His love based on my action because His love, it endures forever. He knows there's going to be rough patches. He knows at times I might stray from the truth or get distracted by the things in this world. Sin might bring separation, but love, true love, it endures. It's unfailing. This is not the love we see in this world, which seems to come and go with the setting of a sun, but it's a love that withstands. There's substance in this love. The Lord appeared to us saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. The God who loves us, he's eternal 
by nature. And since He is love, His love to us is eternal as well. There's no end. There's no boundary. There's no expiration date on His love. We do not have to live fearful of the day His love for me will stop. It's everlasting. Because I'm convinced neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. His love is strong. His love for me is so great that there is nothing in this world that can stop it. His love will endure through trials, failures, problems, attacks, death, or disease. Satan can't separate us from it. Demons can't separate us from it. Friends can't separate us from it. Enemies can't separate us from it. Because His love is absolutely powerful. To look. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God and that is what we are. His love, it defines me. Because of His love and because I've received His love, I'm a new creation. No longer a child of the world, but a child of God. But we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that He has chosen you. He chose us. He chose you. Why did He choose us? Because we're worthy. We're worthy of His love. We're worthy to bear the name child of God. He sees you and He sees me as worthy. Think about that. Pam could have picked anybody. She chose me. God could have stopped with the angels, but He made us. He made us because He longed to show us His love. We're worthy. He longed to remain with us. He desired to make a home with us. He yearned to show us the fullness of who He is. He was willing to go to the greatest extreme so we could be with Him in love. That's the story the world is looking for. That's the billion dollar love story that truly matters. That's the deep longing that's inside all of us. God is love. sent His Son for us because He loves us. He desires intimacy with us, communion with us. He loves us with an enduring, everlasting, unfailing, powerful love.
morning, I want you to witness His love. I hope there was a verse as we went through this story that resonated with you. A reality in the story, whether it's the everlasting nature of His love, the unfailing nature of His love, the the, the reality that He's seen you as worthy, the promise that, that He sent the most valuable thing He has so you could experience His love. Because if we're going to be witnesses... I'm going to ask you to go tell someone that God loves them. My heart's desire is that you would know how much God loves you. Because that's a powerful testimony. When I hand someone a rose and I say, hey, Pastor made us do this, and I had to think about God's love. And as I thought about God's love, He placed you on my heart. And I just wanted to tell you today that God loves you. And they look at me and they say, well, that's weird. Thank you. Well, how do you know God loves me? And you look at Him, and you say, I know because He loves me. That's a testimony. That's an application. That's a witness. The world needs His love. Irene, you can let that play one more time. And as this plays, I'm going to be quiet for a minute. And I'm going to go back to Acts chapter 1, verse 4. And I'm going to say, but wait. And this morning, I want you to think about your relationship with God. I want you to think about those moments you've shared with Him. Maybe the things that you've forgotten. The times you knew His love. I want you to wait this morning and maybe, just maybe, God demonstrates His love in this place where you sense it, you know it, you feel it, you acknowledge it. And I want you to pray. God who? You know what? God knows. So I'm not worried about why I've got 125 roses here today and 125 roses coming tomorrow. Because God knows. You know, it's funny how many times we've done this and I've heard stories from people. i got two and three roses. You don't think that says something? When the same person is approached by three different people who God placed them on their heart and they've given them a rose because God wants to show them that He loves them. I'm going to ask you to pray. And maybe God's got the answer to why I've got all these roses in this room. But pray for God specifically to reveal to you someone, someone's who need to know His love to me. We got some vases if you want to take a vase or you can wrap them with paper towels. We brought some plastic bags because it's cold outside. And we don't want to give rose pops, but we want to give roses. So you can wrap them in that. We can try and keep them warm as best we can. 
If you feel like God is speaking to you to take one rose or 25 roses, be obedient to what God is speaking to you. I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your love. God, I pray that as we wait, we remember. As we wait, God, we experience your love. God, if there's someone this morning that needs to know you love them, I pray that they feel the presence of God, the power of God, the goodness of God in this moment. God, I ask that you would touch them. I ask that they wouldn't just see a love that is distant, but they would experience a love that is real. God, that as we witness your love, we've reset our eyes and and we've reset our words and our eyes would begin to see hearts of those who need your love today. That our words, God, would be your words as we demonstrate your love to those who need it. In Jesus' name. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let's go to the ends of the earth. Amen. I hope God has placed some people on your hearts. The way uh, we'll conclude is you can just come get a rose or roses. Or if you want to take a vase, that's fine. Just bring them back so I can use them next year. I'm not worried about it. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. And may you know his love so you can show his love. Amen?